Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. We got Matt Michael, Simon Street, Sin City, Steve, and Happy New Year's. Hey. 2023. We We're here. We made it. We made it. Man, exciting <laughs> times, man. Thank you all for uh hanging out with us. We're gonna have a fun year this year. So please make sure to uh to just uh you know when you ever did watch us live, watch us live when you can download the podcast, download it, and we appreciate everything that you do when it comes to rocking with us. All right, so this is our New Year's Eve show. And just like we had it for our Christmas show, if you didn't get a chance to see it, that gives you a good uh, opportunity to uh, go download that or go watch that, and it's really good stuff. We had three questions, and uh, we're going to answer them for you. Play along as well. I mean, I'm sure we're going to end up having some of the same answers somewhere, right? So let's get to our very first question. Who are your top three wrestlers of 2022? Now, I really like this one. I'm going to start off with uh, with Sin City Steve, but I'm going to see if you guys are creative or you just name the same people that y'all had from your nice list. Because <laughs> I had three different people. Smart, Ooh. smart guy here. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Sin City, well, go. Well, so, so here's the thing. Let's just start off with one that was on that same list. <laughs> okay. John fucking Moxley. All right. Um, the guy is the absolute heart and soul of AEW, and he proved it in 2022. Uh, his Anarchy in the Arena match is in contention for match of the year. Um, his feuds with Jericho and MJF have been great. Uh, you, you can you can roll your eyes. You can shake your head all you'd like, Michaels. It doesn't change the fact that it's still true. Oh. Um, anyway, Moxley has been Mr. AEW, and he carried the company during a really rocky time. Um, following an all-out, he even canceled an eight-week vacation that he had requested um, just to carry the title and provide some stability. Elsewhere, the guy that is ending the year on top in AEW makes the list. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Um, He truly is, is, is if you could call 2022 a breakout year for him, but he's already broken out. More, more than anything, he took that next step that he needed to take um, from the CM Punk feud to a split with Wardlow to the uh, kayfabe line blurring feud with Tony Khan over his salary right before All Out um, to winning the casino ladder match, cashing it in, winning the world title at full gear. Yeah, we saw a lot from MJF in 2022. Yeah. And last but not least, without question, I, I can't believe that I'm drawing this conclusion, but this guy better be on everyone's list. Roman Reigns. The guy hasn't lost in over three fucking years. <laughs> he's got to be on the list, right? If he's not, then all of y'all are uh, full of shit. I yield. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me just start from right there. He's on my list. In fact, he's number one on my list. This guy right here. Every he he is the excitement. I said it once before. I buy a SmackDown ticket, Raw ticket, a pay-per-view ticket, and he's not on the show. I'm a little disappointed. That does not that mean I'm not going to get a good show, but I'm not going to be 100% happy. When I know he's there, I'm having a great time. I want to stand up. I want to throw my one in the air, okay? I want to cheer. 
I want to have my moment as well. Roman Reigns, this guy right, has been putting in that work, and I enjoyed every second. Number two on that list, Sami Zayn. Yes, we talk about what he's been doing right now with the bloodline, but have we forgot just earlier in that year with Johnny Knoxville from Jackass? Dude, that whole segment was exciting. Man, what was that match at Mania, the anything goes, all that crazy shit that happened? Sammy is so entertaining. He could do anything. I mean, it's just it's just amazing at the levels you throw at him, and he just takes it, and he runs with it. And, yes, he should get all the love uh, and the respect that he get from state to state when he comes out and people cheer his name. Definitely there. Hey, my last one. I got to give it to Josh Alexander. Um, this guy right here, he's beating up. He's beating up the big people. He's beating up the small people. He's beating up the technical wrestlers. He's beating up the high flyers. It doesn't They're matter. They're all beating up his wife. <laughs> Stop it. That's Shame on bad. you. <laughs> Where's the lie? Uh, hey, whatever. Okay. Still doesn't matter. This guy is still the impact world title holder, champion, whatever you want to call it. And look, he's putting in that work as well. These are definitely my top three of uh, 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 wrestlers of 2022. Let me go over to you, though. Simon Street, who made your list? Man, you know, not to sound redundant, but I add a little bit extra. Two of them were the same that were actually mentioned. John Moxley was at my number one. And the reason why I'll say that is, dude, in November 21, went in for rehab. I Real rehab, not fake-ass rehab. And he really put in that work and cleaned himself up. Came back 2022. A, didn't lose no consistency. In fact, even increased his work productivity. And as Sin City said, he is the heart and soul of AEW, regardless of whatever issues AEW at times has. They can count on John Moxley. And, um, you know, I appreciate everything that he's doing right now in the game. Number two was something that was already mentioned was Sami Zayn. And the reason why I want to say Sami Zayn is because I have a love in my heart for pro wrestling, the versatile ones. And this man is versatile, whether it's mic skills, whether it's something that's, uh, you know, an interview just in the back or you need him to be behind doing that crazy dance from your uncle that swear when the when the crunk song get on, he over there dancing. There's nothing much he can't do other than take his shit on camera. It's gold. My point is, Sami Zayn, best 22 year. And last but not least, is something that nobody probably is going to mention, but I'm going to mention it. Rhea Ripley. A lot of people are sleeping on Rhea Ripley, but I will say that she has solidified what she will be in WWE. And I don't give a shit what anybody's saying. You can say what you want about, you know, Bianca Belair and who she's going to face next, but I know everybody who she wants to face, Rhea Ripley. Because if you put them two women side by side and the type of work that they can put together and the way their bodies are sculpted and how much they can lift and put, come on now. I can't wait to see that shit. So there you go. And an honorable mention real quick would be Bianca Belair. That's all I'm going to say. All right, cool. Matt Michaels. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not going to honorable mention her. I'm going to put her on the list. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. A hundred percent. And, it, you know, it, it goes to show that even DJ wants a uh, extension so that he can sit there when she comes into the ring and twirl the hairpiece. Absolutely. <laughs> <Them> slippers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit, that visual. He's, he's going to look like a cross between Wendy Chu and Bianca Belair in his, <laughs> his one-piece nighty and his 
It's with hair. Well, there's one thing we can say. He'll definitely be on his own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Huh? Yeah. Get ready. Get ready. Mm -hmm. Carmelo is going to be big time this year. And whether it's going to be NXT or moved up, um, it looks like uh, Carmelo Hayes is is just on that skyrocket. And finally, the whole fucking bloodline. Not just Roman Reigns, but everyone. The Usos. Come on, man. Um, between them and Roman, what? It's like almost 800 plus days combined of uh, title reign, which is crazy. Uh, Sammy, as everyone has said, Paul Heyman's still the greatest fucking manager promo probably ever yeah. in, in the history of wrestling. And, of course, Solo. Solo fucking Sokoa. Who has gone from not basically being in the company at the beginning of the year, essentially, to working his way through NXT at such a fast pace, straight <laughs> yeah. up, and it didn't even hurt, hurt him that they called him Solo Sokoa and nope. just brought him up as Sokoa and didn't give a shit. It was just like, yeah, he's Yusuf's brother. Who fucking cares that we just made him a street fighter from <laughs> from the <laughs> islands? <laughs> absolutely man good stuff good stuff all right let's move over now into our second question which is who or what are your top three disappointments in wrestling for 2022 oh 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 me can i go oh great thank you i appreciate it uh number one failures tony khan purchases roh Yes, I mean, how many think times have we said that during our Christmas show? Makes no sense. Uh, I don't get it. I thought, you know, ROH was actually a program I actually enjoy watching under Sinclair Broadcasting. Now I don't know what I'm watching and when I'm watching it and what's going on. That's fine. Whatever. Number two, in my failures, Tony Khan with all the signings he did for 2022. Jake Atlas, uh, Brody King, Dan Housen, Keith Lee, Aqua, Buddy Matthews, Paige Van Zet, Jeff Hardy, uh, Tony Storm, Samoa Joe Willer, Utah, Stokely Hathaway, Athena, Roosh, Roosh, Roosh was a star over in Ring of Honor. Okay, whatever. Number three. AW's lack of compelling storytelling and even sometimes wrestling. You got those actually coincide with one another. I have no idea what be going on. I actually look forward to watching wrestling shows. Impact Wrestling, listen, I get it. They're on a smaller level, but I like it because they have a great storyline, compelling, the wrestling, everything makes sense. AW, I've totally given up. I sometimes turn it on just to see what's going on. And just as fast as I turn it on, it's just as fast as I turn it back off. The whole thing is a failure. I'm sorry uh, for the Sin City Steve, but all three failures go to AEW and Tony Khan's. <sighs> Damn. Okay. With that, let me allow Simon Street to tell us what he thought was his disappointment of wrestling for 2022 disappointed and it's weird because you put disappointments but what we got was who are your top three failures in wrestling in 2023 but i'm gonna i digress 
First and foremost, Vince McMahon. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because when you build such a beautiful castle, uh, you, you should protect it just like you would your family. And some of the accusations show that, uh, number one, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be very harsh. As a man, you failed because you should always protect your family and protect your legacy. And you didn't do that. And your ego is what showed more that you didn't give a shit to protect it versus your action. We all fall from grace and make mistakes. But when you're sitting up here and act like your shit don't stink, that's a bit of a problem. Secondly, I got is CM Punk. And the reason why I say CM Punk is because you came in and it was amazing. And I'll mention a little bit later why I'm so hard on CM Punk. But your actions backstage, now that it has been substantiated, is appalling, despicable, unprofessional, and you really hurt your own legacy. Because when you came in at AEW, it was one of the most greatest things that I've been waiting for for a long time, and you disappointed me. However, hopefully you do better. And last but not least, I just picked this for shits and giggles because he's associated with wrestling. But when you're dumb and you do dumb shit and you ain't corrected, you'll probably do dumb shit again. And that's Joey Ryan. What a hell of a fucking guy to go try and work at Disneyland, squeak in with all the shit trails that he didn't left. And lollipops with shit stains on them. It's freaking stupid. Wow. <laughs> All right. Let me jump over to you, Matt Michaels. What you got, man? Who who who's a, who or what? Your top three disappointments in wrestling. Well, um, number three, I definitely have to go with uh, the fact that Ali is still employed by the WWE. Um, holy Christ. Uh, if you can't find a character or a personality and you've been there for years, I, I don't know what to say. I think that he would fit into the dark order perfectly. Uh, all they need is just give him a mask. Um, and he would be perfect. Steve, you could take him. In fact, yeah. we'll give him to you for nothing. We'll pay his contract. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the, second, the, the second thing is uh, the uh, the way the EVPs, the elite, show that they know how to be bosses and approach a situation in which instead of having a talk or a conversation, they just kick a door in and decide to go and start yelling and start a brawl backstage for no fucking reason. So good for you guys. Uh, just ridiculous you're grown fucking men except for the young bucks who apparently will always stay young uh and then finally uh tony khan's uh press conferences stop it just stop it you're fucking not entertaining anyway you're coked out and then when someone does something stupid you sit there and you look like you're watching like fucking something that you should not be seeing like your parents doing okay like you just walk in your parents and you're just like and you stayed and you watched <laughs> and then he kind of joins in but not oh, fully oh. Really oh i feel gross after that one that was a bad all right all right all right sin city steve man what was your top three discipline appointments in wrestling well so since we're talking about tony khan oh. tony khan yeah um namely andrade miro malachi black all misused to a criminal degree 
in addition to all of the ta talent signings that Impact already mentioned, most of which aren't really being featured all that well. Fuck that. Uh, number two, CM Punk. Phil Brooks. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a hardcore CM Punk fan, man. Like, I paid for the meet and greets. Like, he was my dude in WWE. Um, something that, you know, that I don't really talk about a whole hell of a lot. Um, but you know, I, I had a conversation with CM Punk and then I decided to stop drinking. So it was one of those things that that was a very pivotal thing in my life. And to see what happened at all out occur made me lose a lot of respect. And as such, yeah, Phil, you're a failure. Um, and then last but not least, I've tried to keep everything AEW and not like, you know, shoot stuff across the enemy lines and badmouth the other promotion. So I'm just going to pick one thing, and that is the Elias Ezekiel clusterfuck of a storyline <laughs> that Aww. insulted my fucking intelligence for this Aww. year. Fuck it. May it rest in piss. And what's worse is that Kevin Owens got roped into it. It doesn't matter that he ended up winning the feud in the end. He ended up looking worse as a result. Wow. You know what's bad about this is that it got you an extra gig, Sin City Steve, as a stunt double for KO having a temper tantrum about Elias and Ezekiel. So, I mean, it worked out for you. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's move over into the last question, which is... What are your three top moments in wrestling for 2022? Matt Michaels, you get to start this one off, man. What was your top three? Uh, start with uh, the Gunther versus Sheamus match at uh, Clash at the Castle. One of the fucking best fucking matches, period. Hands down. Good God. Um, and, uh, you know, DG. Just goes to show when you got two guys who are willing to beat the crap out of each other and are tough as shit, what you can do and make it look great. Uh, and then uh, how about both those war game matches? I was uh, pretty impressed with what they do with war games this year. And we finally got to see it on the main roster. So that was great. But the greatest moment in wrestling this year was Usi. Usi, man. <laughs> The greatest fucking thing is the use of the term Usi, which is now going to make Webster's Dictionary because it is so popular. I think all the kids are saying, you know, uh, hey, uh, Steve, what are you doing? Oh, man, I'm just chilling, getting a little Usi right now. Oh, that's so Usi, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just Usi, man. I love that that fucking term. And uh, God bless Sami Zayn for being so Usi. Uh, that he uh, just sweats the bloodline. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sweats it, right? <laughs> nice. All right, Simon Street, man. What was your moments? Man, I pulled an audible just now because I had a, had three locked in, but I had to take one away because I talked about it in the last question, but we're going to go with it. First and foremost, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania. I was shocked as a motherfucker, and the man the man here was right next to me, and I was kind of just shocked because I didn't think dude could go like that. When most of the time we bring people back to WWE, it's 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 more nostalgia. 
but never believable. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold blew that some bitch off and stumped a mud hole in everybody. And, and let me tell you, the shit was amazing from start to finish. Yeah. Next I have is, um, you know, the prodigal son Cody Rhodes returns. Now, normally I don't get choked up because WWE is kind of like my ex-wives. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and not much surprises me. But <laughs> that did surprise me. And I definitely had a tear in my eye because it was very sentimental. It was very, very sentimental. We know the history behind it. We know what happened. And I was just shit. I was crying. I ain't gonna lie. Wish y'all could have had a videotape of it. Been good for content. <laughs> Last but not least, my audible. And I'm surprised nobody has mentioned it yet. Is Vince McMahon officially being done with WWE and Triple H being named as pretty much for all intents and purposes in charge of most of operations? Uh, truly a big day. I know we've talked about it since the inception of Vegas Bad Boys, the podcast. He never thought it would come to it in what we've been doing, and it did. And everything that we chuckled and bullshit and talked about actually became a reality. And we are now beginning to see that. <laughs> a couple of guys that just fuck around with wrestling. We wasn't too wrong about what the future would be once Vince is gone. Mm. All right, cool. I'll jump in there right quick for a moment. Uh, it was mentioned earlier. Sheamus and Gunther, man, Clash at the Castle. Have to have that in there. One of the top matches. In fact, what I love so much is that having Gunther as your intercontinental champion for me has... It has now put that title on a level of when I remember as a kid with seeing Mr. Perfect with it, with Shawn Michaels, with Bret Hart. When you have that title, it's it's important. And it's the one step before next you're going for the world title. Um, and he has made this title just uh just back to his prestige. And I'm loving Gunther for what he's been doing since he's become the Intercontinental Champion. Um, Roman versus Brock at Mania when Brock used that freaking lift to ring the raise the ring. My God, that was so exciting. Mind blowing. I just I couldn't believe it. Roman rolling rolling down out of the ring. Just great stuff. That was a moment that I would just never forget. Um and the storyline. The storyline for Honor No More and Impact Wrestling. I just love that storyline. The fact ROH now gets gets taken away and they say look they blame everything of course on carrie silken who had been running the company look this is what you did you did this and look we was always always about honor look there's no more honor we don't care about anything about anyone we run as a group we went as a pack we're gonna come over and impact we're gonna try to take over and it was just craziness while they were there i enjoyed every bit of it they did a good job i wish a lot of them would have Stayed and continue to make something out of it, but nevertheless, I thought it was a great storyline for Honor No More. Uh, the guys are Ring of Honor. Um, you just chose the NWO as your uh, <laughs> 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 I know, right? Oh man, um, all right, uh, Sin City man, what was your moments? All right, so we've already talked quite a bit about it, but uh, the press conference and ensuing brawl at All Out. Um, that is a, probably one of the most newsworthy moments in, in pro wrestling this year. Um, it had a lot of fallout that, you know, we're still dealing with on AEW TV. Um, 
And yeah, as as such dubious as it might be, uh, it's one of the uh, one of the top three most newsworthy moments. Um, Cody Rhodes' return and character arc upon returning. Um, Cody came back to WWE at WrestleMania, and uh, the pop was damn near Austin level. Um, being there yeah. live, it was it was something I haven't experienced in a very long time as being a part of a live audience. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was amazing to see. And then, you know, the entire character arc with him being featured as much as he was. And mm-hmm. again, keep in mind, guys, he worked a hell in a cell match against Seth Rollins with a fucking torn peck. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. Amazing stuff this year. And I know you hate the, the terminology, Michael. So I'm sorry. But the Forbidden Door finally united All Elite Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And there was a joint pay-per-view that took place in Chicago that I was very fortunate to to be witness to live. Um, It was very cool to see two promotions that I really enjoy go head-to-head, and hopefully they do more in 2023. Yeah, Boy, that is even better that WWE New Japan pay per view goes down. <laughs> Dude, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be happy to see it. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, I haven't seen uh, uh, Tashi Yotsi in forever, or uh, you know the. Uh, but you, but you have seen more uh, Tazawa than you normally would in the words of Japan. <laughs> They never said Japan that much on WWE. As as long as Nakamura is not a part of anything, they were good. Oh boy! They damn oh, they removed uh, his, Carl Anderson. His camera, His camera works off. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, that's good. All right, John. That is our New Year's show. So thank everybody for hanging out and and uh, tuning in. And like I say, this is a great year, start of a new year. We're going to have a, a lot more live shows. We're going to do a, a lot more uh, interviews. We're going to have a lot more, just all types of things. Just um, stand by and make sure you are um, you are locked in with us. You, know, you are following us and, and you won't miss a thing. So we appreciate you as we continue to go forward in this journey. All right. So with that... That is it, and we will see you next time. Take care, and happy wrestling to you all. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.